Welcome, everybody, to episode 67 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Grant Conbaby Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Great, Phil. Just <laughs> just great. <laughs> we always knew you were a baby, but, but now we know you're a con baby. <laughs> uh, and we have a lovely guest on the show this week, one of our favorite returning guests, have you ever done like a group project and there's that one kid who didn't pitch in as much but still ended up with the same grade? That's Caitlin Youngsma. Caitlin's back on the show. Great to have you back, Caitlin. That's a lie. I was the kid that always did everything. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did that. That's why I did that joke. I know you well enough to know that you were actually the kid that pulled everyone along. <laughs> straight A. I should have said straight A student, Caitlin Youngsma. Uh, wow. I. Glad to have both you guys on the on the show. Obviously, Grant, you're contractually obligated to be here. Um, but uh, yep. Caitlin uh, is joining us today. Um, we are covering Ryan the Last Dragon. Uh, just kind of full heads up right, right here at the top of the show. We're going to do some news and some of our other usual kind of talk uh, at the beginning. We got a, uh, an email from a listener that I want to read. Um, but uh, we are doing full spoilers on Raya. So we understand that if you have Disney Plus, you very well may not have seen this movie yet um, because you're waiting for it to come out in June. Um, but we are still going to do a full spoiler review. Um, we might kind of try to keep it spoiler free for like a, the first few minutes, but it's going to be really hard to talk about without getting into spoilers. So um, if you need to, you know, bookmark this episode and come back in June or whatever, we'll, we'll still be here uh, uh, waiting for you to listen to us. So, um, but we did want to cover it uh, just in case you did the, the premiere access and, um, and took the plunge. So. Uh, that is the topic for today. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to read um, a quick email. Um, so Rick Ives, who's not just been a fan of the show, but has also been a guest on the show. He um, helped us with an episode not too long ago. And we hope to have him back pretty soon. He's pr really busy right now, but um, hopefully in the summer we'll be able to have him back on the show as another guest, uh, a, a returning guest. And he wrote into the show, and I, I thought it was I thought it would be fun to read his comments because it actually is a good like pickup of our conversation on our last episode that we had yep. with Jerry. So this is what he said because he's it, just to give you an idea. The topic, if if you haven't listened to last week's episode, we got into a discussion about like internet nerd culture and how we like predictions and hype. Like things can get overhyped, and shows like WandaVision was certainly a victim of that. Like yes, people were like, for sure, we're gonna see multiverse, and we're gonna see blah blah blah. We're gonna see all these characters, and we got none of those things. And so it just kind of inherently let a lot of people down because they were expecting to see things that were never in the cards. Yeah, and he kind of wanted to speak to that a little bit, and I think he has some insightful thoughts. So he says. Uh, you'd mentioned wondering what my predictions had, had been for WandaVision, but I thought you had an insightful discussion regarding predictions and whether or not it can be harmful for fans to turn the hype train into a runaway train. I like that phrase. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great question. Well, I'm definitely the wrong guy to ask for predictions because of this very reason. I've been let, let down so many times that way. These days, I try to avoid predictions altogether. Sometimes I even skip past those sections of shows or refuse to watch trailers for something I'm already excited about. Personally, I find it more rewarding to just wait and strap in for the ride the filmmakers want to take me on instead of the one I think I want to be on. I never saw the ending of Ma The Mandalorian coming. I didn't either. I think that was like a big surprise for a lot of people. And it was heart-stopping because it had never even occurred to me that this was even a possibility. Anyway, to each their own, and that's just my two cents. Uh, and then he says he'd love, he'd love to come back on the show sometime uh, this summer. So um, I thought that was a good, yeah, good thoughts. For sure. Because um, I mean... That was a big topic last week, and I mean, I feel like with 
Winter Soldier and Cal- and Captain Falcon, it'll be the same thing. Yeah. We'll get so many articles and I feel like it's going to speed up and I mean like Rick said, um it could become a runaway train. Yeah. I hope not. I I think you're right. I agree with you. I, but I my ho- I still have a little bit of hope for like we've learned a lesson from WandaVision and we're not going to repeat that mistake with Captain Falcon, but I don't know. The, the internet is what it is. I mean, there's going to be so many uh, predictions out there, I feel like. I mean, it's only six episodes, so I mean, it's going to go really fast. Yeah. I mean, they have a month and a half, but I feel like those articles after every episode... And I mean, before we even record next week's episode, um, there will be so many articles out there about the first episode and where they're heading. Yeah, I I think I w- I'm I've been inspired by our conversation to kind of like, um, like I want to do I don't want to not do predictions on this show. Yeah. Like we're gonna predict what we think is gonna happen next. Cause I I think that's just the fun part of having the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I I, I do want us to be like tempered in our expectations like yeah. like not go too crazy with our predictions um and and that that way like if they do even more than what we expected then we're pleasantly surprised yes. you know um so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next six weeks but well i, I think one division because of how weird it was i think it lent itself to predictions maybe more so than captain falcon will yeah um but we'll see um it'll be interesting to see what they do with the next show so we are getting a lot of Marvel. Jerry said this on last week's episode that there's a new Marvel thing coming out every Friday, every week in the, the year 2021. And he sent me the graphic that he was referring to. And he's absolutely right. There, there is something new in either, either in theaters or Disney plus most of it to Disney plus, obviously coming out every single week in the year. So yeah. it's going to be nonstop Marvel. Um, just, you know, strap in. Yeah. Captain Falcon to black widow to Loki to, what if and everything else. So I'm the most excited about Miss Marvel. That's, that's my show that, well, you still got some time. Yeah, that was, that was a ways away. So Caitlin's excited for Loki. Loki looks really good. No, (laughs) she's excited for Captain Falcon and Winter soldier. I honestly probably won't watch most of it. So most of the Marvel, most of the Marvel stuff. What about Miss Marvel? I might watch that. I mean, it's a teen girl. Show. She said she might that. not even go to Black Widow. Oh, man. I think Bla- Black Widow is going to be great, but it's going to be largely inconsequential. Yeah. As far as the plot. Like, it, I don't think it's going to add much to the MCU. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun ride for sure. Yeah. So thanks, uh, Rick, for writing in the show. We can't wait to have you back on. Uh, let us know this summer when you got some free time. We'd love to have you on, especially for a, a big Marvel uh, episode. So... Um, before we get into the movie, we'd like to do news of the week. And I thought this was a rather big news article this week that, that came up. Uh, Grant, you sent this to me and, um, we've often wondered about Disney Plus's subscriber base. Like what, what, how, what are their numbers like and stuff like that? They've been kind of cagey and kept a, those, a lot of those numbers close to the vest. And, and I, I think that's smart in some ways to not, mm-hmm. you know, show your hands, but once they hit a big milestone, they're obviously going to. Uh, scream from the rooftop. So the big news story from this last week was Disney Plus passes 100 million paid subscribers. Think about that number. 100 million. Not people, because that's like, you can multiply yeah. that number by... How many people are yeah. sharing accounts? <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, that's 
it's probably half a billion yeah. if it's actually humans mm-hmm. uh, watching Disney Plus, which that's a lot, a half a billion people. Think about that. Like there's 7 billion people on the planet. Like, you know, one fourteenth of that number is on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a lot. Um, so to put this in perspective, uh, Netflix, I looked it up. Netflix pa- recently passed over 200 million. So um, they have roughly double. I think they're like 210 or 213 or whatever. Um, but they only passed 100 million subscribers four years ago in 2017. And they've been around for a while. So Yeah, it took them a long time. It took them... Uh, so they they did discs and stuff like that. Yeah, do you remember really back school, in the yeah. day when you would like order it and they would send it to your house? I did that, man. I, was, I did it too. I was a Netflix subscriber back then. Yeah. It's hard to... It's hard to Imagine Netflix as a literal disc shipping company. Yeah, but that's it was weird. That's exactly how they started. Mm-hmm. So it really took broadband really taking off for them to even want to get into the streaming game. And honestly, a lot of people thought, oh, this is not going to work. Like people are not going to stream their movies. They're going to keep getting the Blu-ray in the mail or whatever. And nope, sure enough. I mean, streaming has absolutely taken over their, their business. Uh, do they still do discs? I have no idea. My guess is no, but probably not. I wonder if they do for like an extra charge. Like yeah, that could be. Maybe. If you pay extra more money than your typical Netflix person. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they still do. I bet they do. Because um, there's some people that just don't have good internet. Like, I wonder if they. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, it took them a long time. They they. I mean, granted, they get in. They got in at the ground level um, mm-hmm. back in 2001 or 2011. But it took them six years to get up to 100 million. Uh, Disney Plus has done that in the first. 14 months? Yeah. 15 months, whatever it's been. Um, They're going to surpass Netflix very shortly. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I have my thoughts. What, what do you, what do you, uh, what would you guess is like kind of the contributing factor to that? I mean, they are, they are catching up to Netflix at an alarming rate. Just because content. They have yeah. so many uh, things under the roof of Disney Plus that Netflix has never had. Yeah. Yeah, the um, I don't know if he's like the one of the leader. Oh, Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Chapek. No, I don't no, know. No. I don't know how to pronounce it. He says uh, the enormous success of Disney Plus, which has now surpassed 100 million subscribers, has inspired us to be even more ambitious to significantly increase uh, our content. Basically, I'm kind of you know. I'm abbreviating some of the things he says. Uh, in fact, we have set a target of 100 plus new tri- new titles this year, or and every year yeah. a- after that. So per year, that includes Disney Animation, live action, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic. They're saying 100 plus more than 100 titles, new titles every year. Yeah. So I mean, like 52 weeks. That's a couple new titles every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've and I, s- certainly seen that with Marvel. I just feel like Netflix at some point just kind of got it stuck in neutral. I mean, the stuff that they were bringing to Netflix just wasn't that good. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's not as much stuff for kids and stuff on there. I agree with that. I think if you're looking for streaming a streaming service for kids, I think you're probably better off going with Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, there have been a couple things that have come to Netflix over like the past five years that we've been interested in. Like uh, we watched a series of unfortunate events. And then Fuller we watched House. Fuller House. And then we watched Hubie Halloween. And But other than that, we rarely watch Netflix. Yeah. I would say we watch Hulu more than we do Netflix. Yeah, there's they can only put out so many like Stranger Things and things right yeah. like that. Like 
and you know, a lot of those shows cost a lot of money. Um, but Disney's just made of money. Like they, yeah. they own like just from their parks and everything else that they do alone. It's like in their merchandising, they make yeah. so much money. And so, yeah, I mean, if they want to do like a new Mar- like we said, a new Marvel show every six weeks, it's like they can do that. Um, and really kind of give Netflix a run for their money. Yeah. Also what Netflix did recently is they have different prices now. So like if it's, you want one single person, it's like eight ninety nine, and then it goes up if you want to stream on more devices. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, because they're trying to get people not to share anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Disney Plus isn't doing that. They, I yeah. mean, I don't know how many, I don't know how many seven. concurrent seven current concurrent devices. Or I think Disney you Plus? can have five. Yeah, but you can have seven accounts. Seven accounts and five cr- at one time. Yeah, simultaneous devices. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, crazy and, to and me. D- I mean, I think a, a big part of it is the price too. Like I'm, I, you know, it's imminent, I'm sure, but the, the price is going up for Disney plus, but only by a dollar is what we're thinking. So, um, I mean, they're still going to be cheaper even than the single person Netflix. Yeah. So, and you can have, you know, like I said, multiple devices. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think, when do you think they catch up completely to Netflix? Year the, and a half. Year and a half from now. I think it's going to happen. I yeah. think it's just a matter of time. I mean, they're at such a rapid pace, and I feel like if um, the upcoming TV shows or Disney Plus shows are as successful as WandaVision and Mandalorian, I mean, it's just going to keep increasing. Yeah. Because, I mean, WandaVision was crazy, like the number of articles... Oh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't go on Facebook and not see a article for WandaVision in like the first two minutes of being on Facebook. Yeah, or YouTube. Like I just go to YouTube.com, just the, yeah. the, the main website URL, and I saw all kinds of WandaVision stuff. Yeah, you almost it's that FOMO, right? Like people feel like they're missing out if yeah. they're not on Disney+. Plus. And that was not the case the first year. Like I, I think you really could not have Disney plus in the first year is like, ah, I missed a couple shows. Like I'll watch later or whatever. Yep. But now that like, cause they said like the article says that they went from zero to 28 million just with Mandalorian season one, but then they probably lost some of those numbers like during last year, like during mm-hmm. 2020. Um, but then Mandalorian season two comes out and then they, people know that all the Marvel stuff's coming. So they just keep their subscription going. Yeah. And I think as they release more and more properties, you know, um, uh, Mighty Ducks coming back and like, like there's just more and more reason. To, and I think that the key is with the, keeping the number up is not just getting people to jump on and then jump off, but to actually sustain, like yeah. how can we get sustained viewers? And I think they're doing a pretty good job at that right now. So, um, it's interesting to know that article says this at the end. It says uh, the finale of WandaVision. I don't know if you guys heard this. This is a separate article. We didn't cover this in news of the week, but the finale episode of WandaVision was so popular amongst viewers that it crashed Disney Plus. Did you guys see this? Well, I heard that uh, was it episode seven. It also crashed Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the last like three or four episodes crashed Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. So it. <laughs> And this is crazy to me because I, I would I would never be able to stay up this this late. But um, so like it would drop at whatever three a.m. Yeah, our like time in the middle of the mo- the morning, right? Yeah. And and there were so many people that were like staying up or set their alarm for that time or whatever to watch it when it uh, when it immediately. And then they released. were dis- disappointed. Yeah. when it crashed. <laughs> so it's not crashing at like 
noon, like yeah. in the middle of the day, it's crashing in the middle of the night, which is that shows you how many people are hitting that yeah. that server at the same time. So and you're just thinking about like the different times <laughs> around the world. Yeah. There's a lot of demand for their content right now. And um, I think a lot of people, I, I, I guarantee you I have friends that are are paying their $7 a month only to watch the Marvel stuff or the, yeah. or Marvel's and Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, they don't care about anything else. They're not going to watch a prince, princess movie or whatever. And that's enough for them. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'd be willing to pay $7. I mean, $7 for a month of content is less than the price of a single ticket at the movies. So like, exactly. it, I, I think a lot of people are just like, that's not that much. So no. Um, anyways, so big news. I, I think that's a, a big milestone for Disney plus and hitting that within 16 months of, of launches. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, Chopek or whatever your name is. <laughs> if you want to come on the podcast anytime, let yeah. us know. I'd love to know more about kind of what, how they, how they get their numbers and how they like keep track of, you know, or anybody surges. from Disney plus. Yeah. Just let us we'll know. We'll talk to you. And if you're looking for writers, Phil and I have, Great ideas. Oh, we got ideas. And so does Caitlin. Yeah. She was a A plus student. She's got ten she's got tens of ideas. Yep. She can uh come so, up with a superhero series about a cat. <laughs> She'll pull Disney along. Like she pulled yeah. her classmates along. Let's get into the movie of the week uh that we're talking about this week, Raya and the Last Dragon. Um let's do our best to keep it kind of spoiler free for a few minutes and then we'll, we'll launch into spoilers and we'll make sure that that's pretty clear. If you kind of want to get our general thoughts on the movie, we'll, we'll kind of be, uh, you know, uh, not spoiler specific uh, for a little bit. So, and then we'll transition we'll like a, a clear transition here in a little bit. I want to get your general thoughts first. Um, like it, love it, hate it. It was just okay. What, what's, what, what's kind of your, your general thoughts on the movie? Um, I would say I liked it, didn't like love it. I was mostly disappointed that it didn't have a lot of like music in it, like the typical Disney movie. Yeah. That was kind of the biggest letdown for me because I was expecting like a, you know, Moana or, you know, that kind of feel with, with actual songs in it, but it isn't really that kind of feel at all. So overall, I thought it was a good movie, but. Yeah. Grant, what do you think? Um, I would say. I liked it as well. Maybe a little bit more than Caitlin did because I thought the action in it, the hand-to-hand combat and overall any action scene, I thought that was very well done. Um, And like I said, leading up to this one, we didn't really know what we were going to get. And so we came in with like no expectations really. And I feel like at least my expectations were met and then surpassed as well. Yeah, I think I'm I'm probably right in line with with what you're saying. Um, I uh, I wasn't necessarily looking for music, um, but I think like the vibe I got from the trailer was that it wouldn't contain music, but it did say like from the makers of Moana yeah. and like other movies, and I think it said even Frozen, like other movies that have music in them. So I could definitely see how how you'd expect that. Um, and they don't do very many of those. I mean, it's the first movie in a couple of years that they've done that like that looks like this that just doesn't have any singing in it. Um, there is one scene where there's like a brief song that's sung, but it's not. It's going to be the next <laughs> not, Let It Go, Phil. It's not it's, even in English. Hey. It's about eight seconds long and it's not a banger hit. <laughs> Let's not hate on that song. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, so it's called How Far I'll Go, uh, written by Lin-Manuel. No. Um, but, uh, Your kids will be singing it as soon as they see the movie. No, I don't think so. I 
that I really liked this movie a lot. I might even go maybe as far as to say I loved it. Um, the the story I think is fantastic. The only negative that I really have about the movie is that it is a little predictable, and we talked about that as we were watching it. I, um, the three of us actually watched it together in the same room, and I and yet for me that's not a huge negative. Like yeah. I, like I, I I feel like Disney movies in general are very predictable. Yeah especially the animated ones. So, I mean, that's not a huge like downgrade for me. Yeah. It they have a formula for sure, yeah. and I think this one fits into it, but there's I know go, go with me just for a second. There's that's almost a positive in, depending on how you look at it like yeah. I there is a famili- like a familiar familiarity like coming home uh, when you see a Disney movie like when something you expect to happen happens, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I guess that's maybe a little bit of a letdown, but at the same time, like, I feel like this is familiar territory. Yeah. Like I, I feel comfortable in this. I feel like there's plenty of trust in Disney now Yeah, that they've released so many movies that we've grown up with that we love and people are okay with the formula. Yeah. I, and that's not to say that the entire movie is predictable. There were moments where I was truly surprised. Um, we won't get into spoilers just yet, but the the ending of the movie, the way it transpired, the characters that were involved was different than I expected. Um, so I thought that that was good. And um, I think there's enough in the world, we'll talk about the world building. There's enough new stuff in the content of this world mm-hmm. that, they, that I've never seen in any kind of Disney property that it kept me engaged and, and wondering like, oh, what are they going to show us next? What animal is going to be on the next screen and the next world that they go to? That I will say this, keeping it spoiler free for a little bit, that the if you if you like Avatar The Last Airbender, the, the TV series, not the movie, the movie's garbage. The TV series is actually really similar to this in the sense that there are like this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but like there are like different lands, right? Like different mm-hmm. regions of this country um, called Kumandra, I think is what they call it. And there's like five different areas of Kumandra that are all like parts of a dragon, like the, the names of the areas. And all of them are very disparate from one another. They're all very different in their, their culture and how they're even their combat styles. Like everything's very different about them and their tribes basically and she has to go to each one of these one at a time. Mm-hmm. And it keeps the, it keeps, it takes the, some of the familiarity out of it in the sense that she, every time she goes to a different region, it's starkly different from the last one. Yeah. And to me, I thought that was very interesting to watch. Like it was very different than a Moana or a Frozen where it's okay. Frozen is like just Iceland everywhere or, you know, Moana is like islands everywhere. And this was like, okay, there's some variety as we're going through it. And I, th- I thought that was really good. It, the movie is about an hour and 45 minutes. And for me, it went pretty fast. Like I, mm-hmm. I watched this movie twice and, and even knowing what was going to happen the second time, I still thoroughly enjoyed it the second time. So yeah. Any other like spoiler free things that, that we can say just like if someone's wondering if they want to pony up, pony up the 30 bucks to watch it. Well, there's a girl named Raya, and there's a dragon. And there's a dragon. Um, the last one. There's a cute animal, of course. That's there has kind, to be. That's kind of the Disney plus, uh, <laughs> or the Disney They always have mojo. to have an animal sidekick. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, I was I would say that animal in this in this movie is very different than what you've typically seen. Yeah. So... I think that's in the trailer too. She actually rides the the animal that yeah. is like her pet. Tuck Tuck. Yeah. Tuck Tuck's pretty cute. Um I mean if you like 
action in Disney movies, I feel like you'll enjoy it. I mean, I don't really have much to say that isn't spoiling the movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll speak to the action cause you brought it up actually in your initial review, but the hand to hand combat in this movie is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like unbelievable for Disney to do yeah. this kind of thing. It feel in moments, there's one scene in particular that I got huge Marvel vibes. Like it's doing that camera panning thing where like it focuses on a few people fighting and then the the camera sweeps around and then you see someone else doing, and then it zooms, you know, 20 yards ahead and zooms in close to another character. And then like, you know, and it's, and it's spinning, the camera's spinning. I'm like, they're doing more, they're doing straight up Marvel. Like they, and the, I know it's like, it's silly to say like, the choreography because it's like it's animated like of course the choreography is going to be perfect <laughs> shot, mm-hmm. shot for shot but the choreography in this movie is so so good the way that they're flipping over each other that sword and i'm going to talk about the sword more as we get into spoilers the sword that is her main weapon raya's main weapon throughout the movie is incredible it's one of the coolest weapons i've ever seen in any movie in the last like four or five years so uh it is it's not going to be like an iconic thing where like everyone wants to have that sword for Halloween or whatever, but it is the way that it acts. And it, I think they showed in the trailer how it like disconnects and like almost turns into like a whip. It's a, it's a sword. It's a literal sword that turns into like this whip thing that she can yeah. like swing around. It's really awesome. Uh, it almost becomes like a mace at, at some points. Like it's, it's really neat. So, and I think we haven't talked about the dragon at all. Uh, Sisu is the, the dragon in the movie voiced by Aquafina. And she's hilarious. I, I thought she was funny. Um, she brings a lot of uh, naivete to the to the dialogue. Like she's yeah. she's very childlike uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of her interactions, and yet is very powerful as well, physically yes. powerful. And so I I just I enjoyed her character quite a bit too. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel like they had to have one person that was at least well known. And yeah, Aquafina. I mean, we get Betty White too, but no. I, I, I looked it up. That that we all all three of us thought that that was Betty White. I looked it up in the credits. It's it's uh it's some other lady. It's not it's not Betty White. Yeah, it sounds just like her. Yeah, it sounds exactly like her. I I agree. Uh, I think there was I saw an article about it. Let me see if I can find one. Uh, I I was absolutely convinced that it was that it was Betty White. I thought we looked it up at some point and. Okay, uh, the actual actress actress's name is Lucille Sung, and there there have been like multiple articles written on the internet about how that's not Betty White, <laughs> like because everyone everyone that watched the movie thought it was Betty White. Is she sounds exactly like her? Oh yeah. So yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. No. Um. As far as like, I mean, there are a lot a lot of big actors in the movie um i mean raya is voiced by kelly marie tran who plays rose in the star yeah. wars movies uh she was also in the crudes uh movie that new age that just came out but so i like her as well but she's not superstar power like mm-hmm. you know and aquafina obviously is up there too honestly most of the actors that were in this they cast a lot of asian actors and you've probably seen them in other movies but they these aren't like um a a list they're yeah. you know kind of like a a minus list maybe b list actors so but they all do phenomenal jobs so mm-hmm. the movie's really good I, I think it's a recommend from from all of us if you haven't seen it so um all right let's get into spoilers uh you have been warned 
uh, if you have not seen the movie, we are going to spoil the entire movie at this point. Um, so I would just hit pause, go watch the movie, pay your 30 bucks. I think it's worth it. Uh, or if you're coming back in, in June, hello, it's June and the pandemic is over. Hopefully. We hope. And it's summertime. <laughs> Welcome to summer. Um, so let's get into it. Um, what, you know, gloves are off so we can talk about whatever we want. Um, what are some like key moments that happen that you guys like, um, characters that you like, uh, well, um, I'll just start this off. Um, this is very Disney-like of them, uh, where one of the parents, quote-unquote, dies. I mean, you oh, get yeah. it in Frozen. Yeah. You get it in um, Lion King. And, I mean, I even threw that out as we were watching. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Her dad's going to die. <laughs> and then... Um, there's he a, didn't really die. He got mm. s- turned into stone. Well, he was gone for six years. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and... It's not unlike the snap. I mean, basically, like, half of their population gets snapped out of... But, I mean, I would say that was the first... Uh, I mean, I'd say Raya Gain, uh backstabbed by Namara. Wasn't, yeah, you saw that ...was coming. very predictable, yeah. too. I was the one that said that she was going to be bad. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm such a trusting person that like, I was really hoping that they would be best friends forever. But yeah, I was like, as soon as she started <laughs> going for the dragon gym, I was like, well, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is a very, uh, it's very frozen like that, yeah. that part. Cause uh, a similar things happens with in the first frozen movie where you're like, you think that that guy, the Hans Hans is like this super awesome guy and he's not. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the beginning, um, it's a great backstory. Um, they kind of fill you in right from the start about what's going on. Yeah, it goes by, in like 90 seconds, they kind of tell you like this huge sweeping backstory. Yeah. And it goes by really fast, but it's really detailed. I, I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where the Moana feeling kind of gets. Because the overall bad spirit bad guy i don't the know Drune. i don't know what you want to call it like bad yeah. spirit i mean it's very similar to moana where the villain isn't in human form mm. yeah so i feel like that's kind of where because i mean it's from the people who made moana i feel like that's where they get it from yeah yeah i liked the the drew and i i thought it was um it's very ominous like um my favorite kind of villain type entity is anything that's like how how could they possibly stop this thing like yeah. it's and, and it, it feels hopeless in this movie because of that um and you know especially with all the time that's passed it's like there there's nothing they can do like this the dream is going to take over the entire world at some yeah. point you know so i i liked that part of it so i mean at the start they have what's it even called like a dragon ball it's a gym dragon oh, dragon gym, gym. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon, Dragon Ball is yeah. Dragon Ball Z is a completely different thing. So, dragon Gym. So they have this Dragon Gym that was used by the dragons to defeat the Drune and keep it away. And after this sequence, um, so it, from what I understand, it completely went away at one point, right? Yeah, I, I, the I think one of the very first things in that sequence is 500 years ago. It yeah, was a long time ago. So it was gone, and then so then once the gym got broken, is what brought it back. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then the, right? the yeah. Kumadra was split into five tribes. You have Fang, 
um, heart, tail. spine, tail, tail, and talon. Talon. And so um, Raya lives in heart, which. And that's where the dragon gem is of kept. Of course, that's where the dragon gem is kept. <laughs> in the heart. Yeah. In the heart. And. By the way, I did not know. I. Let, I should explain. The first time I watched this, I watched like 70% of the movie because I had a uh, screaming baby. So like yeah. I, there were like huge like 15-minute sections that I missed entirely. So I, I kind of only watched the movie like one and a half times. But I was completely confused as to why they had different names for the, the map of their region. Is, it has like a river that's going through it that's shaped like a dragon. Yeah. Like river is a dragon yeah. on the map. And so the areas of the dragon are their names of their of their. Mm-hmm. regions yeah. i thought that was cool and yeah. at one time they were reunited as one place but after the dragon like got the drune away that's kind of when they all became and they all basically hate heart because yeah because they're, they they're just the like why are you so special that mm-hmm. you get the gem why can't we have the gem yeah and i mean that's kind of where the trouble starts and raya's dad wants to unite everyone again and nobody else nobody wants, else to, wants be to be united. <laughs> yeah. And so they all just want to take the gym. They have much. this big feast and it's very predictable. Um, Fang, who I would say Fang's probably the worst of the worst. Yeah. And uh, Namari, the princess of Fang, pretty much tricks Raya. And well, she didn't really do anything, though. Because she just kind of was well, like... she tries to be her friend. I, I know, mean, but like she didn't say, can you show me the gym or anything? Yeah, but I mean... I mean, Raya was just super trusting I, of her. I would say for sure yeah. that was Namari's goal was to get to see the gym. Yeah, she. I mean, she has a flare like in her hands and shoots that flare off and, you know... That's all, how they all know where it's at. Yeah, they all descend on that place. But it's, it's the secret location that only... Like, you kind of get the impression that be, even people that live in heart don't know where it yeah. is. It's, yeah. it's like the what do they call her the defender of the gem or whatever mm-hmm. um you know so basically her and her dad are like the only ones that even know where it is yeah. and yeah she ends up getting into this inner sanctum and shoots off the flare and then everyone knows where it is and there's a big fight over it at yeah. that point long story short dragon gem breaks everybody um, gets a piece everybody of it. gets a piece into a convenient five pieces yep and then <laughs> of course and the then drone comes back the drone comes back and Basically, and her dad gets shot. I I like that in that moment there is immediate carnage. Like I like this is a kids movie. Don't get me wrong, but like the it's the drone wastes no time to just start killing people yeah. left and right. Like I I thought that was pretty legit. Yep. So then uh, Raya's dad is trying to escape, but he's already been shot, so he's going very slow. And oh yeah, that's right. He gets shot with a the a bolt. Yeah. And he joins a bunch of other people as getting stoned stone statues. <laughs> so that's Caitlin's big joke from watching the movie. <laughs> She's talk, t- constantly talking about how people are getting stoned. They are. They turn into stone. <laughs> and then true. they fast forward six years. And now Raya. Oh, we forgot an important detail, though, because the whole reason that Raya starts her journey looking for the dragon is because of the map that Namari gives her. Hmm. Yeah, her. So the, at the beginning of the movie, they obviously she knows where the gem is. She's not really interested in anything that with that. She wants to find the last dragon. Yeah, like she believes that Sisu, who is this, 
you know, hopefully you've seen the movie and you understand what this means, but like was the dragon that basically um, took the gem from the rest of her dragon brothers and sisters and defeated you, the dream. Use that to defeat the dream. Yeah. But then they believe that she's still alive. Like she ended up like, she ended up like, you know, uh, getting Going hiding away. away. Yeah, injured and like goes falls into the river and the river takes her downstream, but it splinters off into like a hundred different streams and so they don't know where she is. And so like her big thing, Raya's big thing is like, I'm going to be the one to find the dragon. And, and she thinks she can bring everybody back if yeah, she finds the Yeah, dragon. exactly. If I can find the dragon, then I, I can unite Kamandra and help my yeah. dad. And, and it's, it looks as though Namari is going to go with that plan, but then obviously she turns on her. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the next thing we see six years later is, you know, the gem is in pieces. Think about this. The Droon has been killing people every day for six years. Yeah. Like I, I had that conversation with Jessica. She's like, so is the Droon, she's a little confused. I don't know if she got to see that part of the movie. She's like, so is the Droon like, it killed all those people on that day, but then like it just kind of went away for a while. I was like, no, it, it was around. Like it was constantly yeah. killing people. Because as she goes to the different places, I mean, there's people just everywhere stoned like. well and she's as as raya is going around from place to place like we see her on like sand dunes and stuff and like the drone tries to kill her she yeah she holds Multiple up her piece times. yeah Th- there's two things that repel the drone it's water and then also like a gem piece and so like she has a gem piece so she's never going to get killed by the drone as mm-hmm. long as she ha- has it in her hands but um you know it's it's still like every day 24 hours a day like yep. roaming around trying to kill people um and that so the the tribes the, 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 I'll just call them tribes. The, the five different regions are only safe because they've built up like, like aquatic barriers around their, their towns. Like they, they built their, their houses on top of water or they have uh, Fang has like this canal. Like they, they made it like a man-made canal around their town and it can't cross the water. So they're safe as long as they stay within their town. Yeah. Um, however, like I think it's Talon is the, the big one Tong, uh, the, the big guy with the ax or whatever. Yeah. He's the only, he is literally the only surviving member of his entire town. Uh, one, 100% of his village got destroyed except for him. And mm-hmm. it's only because he's holding the gem piece. Yeah. <laughs> and so like that, because there's no water, like he's, he's in a town where there's absolutely no water source. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I thought all that, that world building was really cool. But, yeah, for sure. So yeah, the next time we see her is, is she's looking for the, the dragon. Like, and she's on the very last river. Yeah, exactly. It's like she, she did 99 and then went to the last one. So, and she finds, Sisu. Yep. Um, voiced by Aquafina. She's really funny. Um, she's very, like I said earlier, childlike. She, she, uh, she thinks that they can get all the gem pieces back with gifts. Like I'll just bring them a yeah. gift. And they'll just hand it right over to us. Which I mean, that plays a big role. I mean, without Sisu, um, I, I mean, what happens at the end wouldn't happen. Yeah. And, because she definitely sees the good in all people. Yeah. Or wants to see the good in all people. Yeah. As they find these gems, they obviously, you know, the, the next hour of the movie is them just collecting gems, uh, gem pieces. They, she gets powers with each one, which I did not, that, that was a surprise to me. Her siblings' powers. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. as she touches individual pieces, it's like she's touching, tapping into the powers of a particular sibling of hers. Yeah. And so, what her first power is, she's a strong swimmer. Well, that's her power. That's her, her power. power. Okay. Um, her first power is she gets the glow, as she says. Where she can literally glow. Yeah. yeah. 
And then second, she can shape shift, which that's pretty humorous because um, she goes into human form. She goes into human form and she's like, look at how close my head is to my butt. <laughs> and that was pretty humorous. Um, I thought I thought that it was really clever and important to give her that power very early in the story yeah. um, because I th- the rest of the story wouldn't work without it. Yeah. And so um, they're just going on um, hunt for gem pieces. And Namari is close behind. Yep. And um, I didn't really... I would say the ending was very predictable to me. Like I figured how it was going to end. But um, as they're going on their gem hunt, they're picking up a person or basically from each from region. each yeah. each region. And so as it's building up steam, it becomes very predictable, at least to me, about what was going to happen. Um so then they go on to um the place where we thought we were getting Betty White. And <laughs> or I guess she meets uh Boone first. Okay, yeah, Boone. Let me just say Boone is my favorite character that's not Raya or Sisu. Like, yeah. yeah. I I, th- I think Boone's the voice actor, the kid that voices this 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 little boy is phenomenal. He's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Um I he when we first meet him, he's like running this like ship restaurant. restaurant. He calls it the Shimporium uh or Shrimporium, sorry. He, he sells shrimp. And it's on the water, so mm-hmm. he's safe from the dream. So I thought that was cool. And he's very um he's immediately likable and um, does the thing where like, like hey, can I t- take your order or whatever? And they're like, well, we want to talk to the manager. He's like, okay, one second. And then he flips around. He's like, hi, I'm the manager. <laughs> he's like yeah. the only person. His whole family has died from from the drone. And uh, he is very, uh, here's, I know I'm going super serious for a second, but like there's two things I really like about his character. One is like his personality, which I already talked about. The other is he is very adult-like and that totally works in this universe because there are no adults. Like, I, I mean, there are some, but like his parents, he's had to grow up very quickly and like learn to fend for himself and figure out how to like create commerce for his life. Like no one's going to make money or take care of him anymore because his whole family's gone. So I like that he's, he's like, but he's like embracing it. Like he loves it. He loves like adult life, you know, like being yeah. an adult and having his own business. And, um, you know, obviously gets wrapped into the story and they end up using his boat for transportation. Like he's a very crucial part of the mo- the movie. And I thought like when I first saw him, I was like, oh no, kid actors. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like this character, but he totally delivered. I, yeah. I thought he was great. And then you also find out the um, evidence that Sisu, although she is a dragon, she uh, did not do too much to get rid of the drone. And that's where um, she quotes the line, you know that kid oh, who yeah. uh, does nothing for the group project? <laughs> and she basically says, yep, that's me. And Raya's like, because I mean, Raya just thinks if she finds Sisu, she's going to just destroy. It's going to be so easy. And That's a slight twist in the movie, I think. Yeah. Um, so, something you might not have seen coming is that because in the beginning of the movie, everyone like hails like the venerated Sisu. Like she is like a god to them. Yeah. And then when you finally meet her, you're like, oh, she's like not even that great of a dragon. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but that makes her immediately likable yeah. too. So, And so then they go on to um, 
Is it Talon? Or With the con babies from? Yeah. Oh yeah. And the humorous scene to me is all about how Boone tells Sisu about credit. You know, so good because Sisu's all about yeah. I want to just bring him a gift, and and Boone's just like, well, do you have any money? And she's like, no. And he's like, then just tell him, put. I'll use credit. And she's like, credit? What's that? And he has to like explain it to her. And he's like, you'll just have to eventually pay it. Yeah, he's and like, so she's like, just, credit is when you want something now, but you want to pay for it later. So she just goes and takes whatever she wants, and she says, "Thank you. I'm going to use credit." I'm going to use credit. And then like, she doesn't get very far. She's like halfway down this, this market street. And they were like, hang on a second. Are you going to pay for all? <laughs> and then we get the doppelganger of Betty White or her voice. Yeah. And of course she's bad. I'm telling you. It Called sounds, that too. It sounds exactly like Betty White. Like Grant, I think maybe said that while we were watching. He's like, hey, that's Betty White. And then I, I was like, what? And I tuned in my, you know, turned my ear a little bit closer. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely Betty White. <laughs> And then I looked it up later. So yeah. Not, yeah. And so while Sisu's off, um, Raya's trying to find the third gem piece. And she thinks it's with the With leader, the leader. But, but they find out that the leader has been no gone yeah. for a long time. The guy that's up in the palace is just some guy. And then she meets the Khan baby. The, do the, okay. So I didn't love Khan baby as much as I think children. Like Jordan loves Khan baby. She yeah. like for her Khan baby is like the funniest part of the movie. Um, she obviously doesn't voice anything. She she can't speak. Um, I thought comedy was just she okay. She says Sisu. Yeah, I I thought she was an okay <laughs> character. I mean, she, there's not much to her. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's fun. It's it's funny to watch her be with the monkeys. Yeah, and to be like so capable of a, like a fighter. Like yeah. she's basically she's literally a con artist baby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she was okay for me. I, I I thought it's probably more fun for kids, but yeah. And then. And Sisu has let accidentally let loose the information that they have gem pieces. Yeah. So. And so the leader She's like, I'll take you to go see the chief. <laughs> Which well I mean I mean that Caitlin thought this part was very predictable, but uh the lady ends up being the chief of Talon yeah. at this point. Yeah. And she wants the gem pieces, of course. And so she basically like throws Sisu out to the drone. By the way, how dark is the scene? Like I didn't catch it the first time that we watched it. I watched the movie the second time and I was like, they have a pet drone yeah. in the back of their town. Like they, she opens those doors and there's like a, a little mini canal of water that's separating the drone from like, you know, so like it's an indoor thing. So yeah. it can't escape. And it's not going to cross the water. So they can safely open the doors and then push someone like into the room and they're trapped with the drone. And it's, it's basically like a drone that they can use as their pet. Yeah. I, I thought that scene was so awesome the second time. I was like, whoa, that is creepy. So, but yeah, they, they throw, she throws Sisu in there. She's like, tell us where the gem pieces are or we're just going to let the drone have, have its way with you. So, but then Raya comes to the rescue, gets Sisu, they get the gem pieces and then they move on. To Spine? Spine. Yeah, where they meet Tong. Isn't that his name? Yep. Tong. Where Spine's known for their big axes. Axes with an X? With an X. (laughs) Not with another letter. (laughs) Um, And Tong's the only one left. Yep. And And Namari comes. And he kind of like takes them hostage at first. 
and um, he's acting like this big mean guy because I mean his the whole group of spine they're just kind of kind of like the muscle I would say yeah um, they're not the most intelligent but they're the mean rough ones yeah and so you kind of think you're gonna get that from Tong but um, he's the last one and I mean you find out that he's actually pretty lovable yeah he's he's a softy yeah and then Namari shows up. And she says, send out Raya. Yep. Which I love this. Anytime that there's a, a one-on-one between Raya and Namari, I definitely leaned in because uh, like I knew we were going to get some pretty cool combat. And uh, Namari is obviously an accomplished fighter. Raya is too. They both trained up. And Raya, again, that sword has that freaking awesome sword that she can like swing around her head. She's like using it almost like a, like a whip, like whipping it forward, uh, trying to like catch her with it. Um, and the, the cool sound that it's almost Marvel and the sound that it is like, ching, 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 like where it like, yeah. you know, like all comes together and separates. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, they have this little fight scene that's like right outside the gates of, um, spine. spine. Yep. And like Raya is very confident in the scene, like more confident than I think she has been in the, the rest of the movie. She's like, um, she's like, Numari's like we've come for the gem pieces. She's like, oh, my sword here says we're not. You're not. You know. Yeah. Like she, she's very like you know, come, come at me. You know. Um. And yeah. I thought that was really cool, cool moment for her character. And then uh, this is when Namari learns that, that Sisu, Sisu is actually back. exists. Yeah. It's it look it actually looks bad for maybe this is predictable, but like it looks bad for Raya at the end of that fight. Like she's yeah. she's on the ground. Yeah. Uh, Numari's standing over her. She's about to deal the final blow. And C- uh, Sisu comes in as a dragon uh, and snarls at her, gets her to, to f- fall back. Uh, so I end up really liking Namari by the end of the movie. Um, even though I think she's a bad character overall. Um, this was the first moment where I, I started to like, go, wait a second, maybe we don't have this whole well, story. She has in Namari. kind of a change of heart. Yeah. She, at this point, she stands there in awe of Sisu and she's, we already know that she's a fan. She had that like brooch or whatever of, of a Sisu dragon mm-hmm. um, when she was a kid. And so, like, when she sees Sisu in the flesh, like, right there in front of her, her immediate instinct isn't fear. I don't think I think so. I didn't get that impression. No. Um, it's it's just respect. Like, she just has, yeah. she's in awe and respect of this great being. Um, and she stops fighting, not because she's afraid of being killed by Sisu. I don't think, I don't believe she's, she believes that Sisu is going to kill her. I think it's more just like, you are a god to me. Yeah. And so I bow before you, you know? Um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then of course, so now they have four pieces of the gem. And, and the last one is of course in Fang. Fang. And so <laughs> with Namari's mom. What so Namari of course goes and tells her mom, you know, Sisu's Sisu, back. Sisu's back and Let's pause on that just for a second. So right before they get to Fang, they do the whole flashback thing. Because I, I, I want to talk about the flashback. Yeah. We haven't really gone into detail. Um, before they go to Fang, Sisu says, hey, let's let's take a detour real quick. And she, um, because, by the way, she's... Because Sisu's all she about... She becomes rain, be able to make it rain. That is the coolest power, by the way. Because Sisu just wants uh, to be friends with Namari. Yeah. And Raya's like, no, it will never happen. She'll betray us. And... The rest of the crew's kind of on point with that because Fang's kind of the people that started this whole thing. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to be the last one that they have to convince. And so Raya wants nothing to do with her. She just wants to take it and be done with it. 
Yeah. So, so that leads Sisu to have to make a case, right? So she says, Hey, hop on my back. We're, we're going. And so, um, she gets that awesome power where like she can not only make it rain or maybe cloud she, jump like Mario, basically. Dude, it's so awesome. Like, so it's when, when you're thinking of a dragon, you're thinking of something with wings, right? That's not this dragon. Like the, the dragon in this world is not your typical dragon. Sisu can't fly. Yeah. So, and I kind of get the impression none of them can fly. Um, so, but they can do this thing where they change water droplets that are falling from the sky into pl- platforms that they can stand on and jump from. And so she starts jumping through this raining sky, and it is the coolest looking thing. Like the color and the music and everything that as she's like flying, so to speak, through the air on these platforms, like you said, Mario jumping. Uh, it was awesome. Like I, The first time I watched it and the second time, I was in awe of, yeah. of just the, the animation of the scene. But they, they make it back to heart and um, and then basically she goes into the, she shows them statues of her actual, like, this is like the her stone version sisters. of my brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then goes and tells her the full story, which you get the impression, like, Raya's hearing this for the first time. Like, no one has known the actual yeah, how things actually transpire. She's the the first one to hear about it. So, and I mean, basically, the moral of the story is that all of Sisu's um, siblings put their trust in her, and to save them she, from the dream. She might not have been the most capable one, but um, they put their trust in her, and she delivered. And so, basically, what Sisu's trying to get to Raya is. You may not like Fang, but we need to put our trust in Fang. If we're gonna if, be able if to, if Kumadra is coming back, yeah. yeah. And and this this here, I think, is is the central theme of the movie. I, yeah. I think the movie, like, if you're asking, like, what is this movie about? Like, what is it trying to teach you? Um, not that every movie has to do that, but I think this one is legitimately trying to teach you that that we are stronger together than we are apart, yeah. and that there's not there's no offense that's not forgivable. Like, yeah. you can. All it takes is your willingness to forgive and to move past and to come together. And once we agree and can forgive our differences and stuff like that. And honestly, like as far as like the time period in which we find ourselves watching this movie, I think there's never been maybe a a more, um, a a theme that we need to hear. I think Zootopia did that at the time with race relations. I think this Mm -hmm. movie is doing it with um, just like we find ourselves in a very divided country right now. And so like, I think this movie is actually kind of very healing to watch in that way. Um, but yeah, it really comes from this scene and the scene at the very end of the movie about like, Hey, we can, we can forgive each other and come together and be strong. So, yep. And so then it flashes to Fang and Namari's talking to her mom. She's basically trying to convince her like, Hey, we can we unite, Kamandra. Ne- we don't have to, you and know. everybody can come back. I think yeah. she's a true believer in this moment. Yeah. She she does another turn on them thing later, like five minutes later. Yeah. But I don't think it's because she wants to. I, I think no, she feels she's captive. she's under her mom's spell, and, basically. Yeah. And her mom's like, well, we're not going to do this. She we basically want all wants, the gem pieces yeah, she and wants, Sisu. She yeah. wants Fang to get all the glory because she thinks everyone doesn't like them. And she wants them to get the glory for saving everyone basically so that everyone will like them again is basically what she wants. So yeah. they basically set up a meeting, Namari and Raya. And they think not Raya thinks that Namari's just gonna give her the gym piece and it's gonna be all fine. But then Namari pulls out a crossbow on him and then Sisu shows up and just starts talking to Namari and then there's that split second where, I mean, I definitely don't think 
she's going to pull the trigger. Yeah. I, I think she's definitely trusting the Sisu. First, the first time I watched the scene in you know regular fast motion like i like I, I would have liked to have gone back and watched it a second time yeah i watched the, the whole movie a second time and i think it's pretty clear she was never gonna fire that yeah crossbow. yeah but th- then uh raya attacks and the crossbow goes off and hits sisu yeah i think this was the one thing like i kind of thought that namari was gonna betray him but i didn't think sisu was gonna end up dead like yeah. that was kind of the one moment where I didn't really predict that that was going to happen. Yeah. So we're watching this with the three of us are watching it. My wife was also there and my, my four year old daughter was also there. Um, my seven week daughter was also there. <laughs> she wasn't watching it. And, and um, in the, the moment, I don't know if you guys were watching Jordan in this, in this moment. Um, she was horrified. Dude, Cece gets hit with that bolt and goes off the edge and she goes like, Huh? What? Huh? What? <laughs> she was like, did not want that to happen. Did not see yeah. that yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't either. Like, and I thought I didn't I was see like, it okay, coming. She'll be okay, and she'll like get, jump yeah. out of the water yeah. and save the day. Yeah. But like, no, she's dead, dead. Like, yeah. she never comes back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the drone is officially released because now the now last there's dragon. There's no dragon to yeah. stop it. Yeah, because at this point it's not even it's not even fearing water. Like it's it just like comes over. Yeah, because yeah. the water all kind of just like goes oh, that's away. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking like, okay, now what are they gonna do? Like they're <laughs> screwed. That's kind of what I was thinking at that point. Because yeah, they they still don't have a whole a whole gem. It's yeah. still in five pieces. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I guess they've been. Yeah. I think it's still in five pieces, and then now there's no dragon either. So. So then, um, Namari retreats, and so does Raya. Namari's going back to her mother and which they show her mother in stone don't, don't they I couldn't tell if that was her mom or well, not. yeah when like, when Raya I shows conf- up she's I was definitely, confused because it was just like when we were watching it what Ka- happened you said Caitlin said that's her mom her mom just got turned to stone yeah and now I watched it the second time I was like I don't know it, mi- uh, it I might think have it been. definitely is okay because because she's up um, on her kind of like because throne. you see the drone coming and Raya just kind of like throws it away yeah and i'm pretty sure it just came out of yeah. there yeah okay and so then you i mean i'd say you get the best action scene between oh it's so good raya and namari yeah it's so good the 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 i'm telling you i know that i know it sounds silly to say for an animated film but the, the choreography of the fights are so awesome yeah in this movie like it's it's probably the best i've ever seen in a disney movie mm-hmm. uh not counting marvel not counting star wars just straight up disney the fight scenes are incredible yeah so then it's like i mean of course um raya doesn't want to hear anything from namari because um and namari is kind of like backing down and she's trying to tell Raya that um, she was never going to fire the trigger and that basically it's Raya's fault that Sisu is dead. Yeah. Which I mean, it kind of is, it kind of is her fault because she didn't want to trust Namari whatsoever. So then they basically all leave and, um, well, everything just starts getting destroyed basically yeah. by the drone. I mean, it's mass chaos. Like, yeah, and, and like her squad, right? Yeah, squad, they're trying to get everybody to safety. And like each one has a piece of the gem, yeah. mm-hmm. and so th- like, yeah, they're just they're waving drones away and trying to get people out of the city. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, everything just starts like then, falling apart. Basically, the yeah. whole town is just crumbling. Yeah. Then Namari shows up with her piece of the gem, but I mean, after they've gotten everybody to safety. It kind of gets to the point where we can't keep running at this point. Um, 
And then you get basically the final scene where they're all like basically trapped and like under Underneath. underground. Yeah. And the drone is uh, all around them basically. All around. It's it's very it's it's basically a repeat of the of the flashback scene. Yeah. yeah. And so this is where I would say this was the most predictable part because um everybody on Raya's team already trusts each other. Yeah. But there's one person that they don't trust. And it's Namari. And but then Raya's finally like, well, what this else is the only what way else we is can there save. now? So she takes the first step and gives her gem piece to Namari and then so forth. And then all of them get stoned. All of them get stoned and then Namari puts together the gem and also gets stoned as well. Yeah. And I mean but then it's too late because the gem has already been put back together and it, yep. it banishes everything away. Um, I, I knew that obviously that the gem was going to come together and Namari would be at the part at the heart of it. I, the thing that was not predictable, I did not see coming was that Raya would stand down like she, sh- like she did. Like she, yeah. um, she gets turned to stone. She's not even the last person standing like Namari, yeah. Namari is. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Like how, um, I think she even utters the word, like I'll take the first step mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, hands over her piece. And then, you know, the dream comes in and, and, and wipes yeah. her away. And I was like, "Whoa, that's cool!" Like, I kind of, I kind of thought they would do a che- more a more cheesy ending of like Raya and Namari putting Doing the it together, of, yeah, to get yeah. let's yeah. do this together or whatever. Mm-hmm. They didn't go with cheese; they went with like straight up just sacrifice. Like she just sacrificed herself. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And then um, everybody comes back, and this is the only part that I probably didn't think was predictable. I did not see all the dragons coming back. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. Well, because the whole thing up to that point, you're thinking there's only like six dragons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and well, then this like nation of dragons <laughs> appear. Yeah. It's like a It's like World them. War Z, like when the zombies come out. Yeah. It's just like there's just like a flood of dragons. And then Sisu awesome. comes at the end, and everybody's. So, how did Sisu come back to life? I mean, it's magic. It's, you know, just gotta go yeah, with it. Yeah. So, that was the one thing that I was kind of confused about. <laughs> yeah. Sisu coming back, but also, like, okay, so the first time when Sisu, like, saved everything with the gym, like, none of the dragons came back. But then this time, when they saved it with the gym, well, they the dragons it. came back. Well, they Grant thinks it was because they finally were like trusting each other and they were united again. And that's why the dragons were able to come back. But I, I kind of thought that was like a question like that was never really answered. Yeah, there's the, I think you're right. There is a line. There's a clue, I think, to the answer. But they, I, you're, you're right. And they never explicitly answer it. Yeah. Um, the second time I watched it, there's a line in there. I think it comes from Tong, maybe. Um, one of the characters, it's in one of their quiet moments where they're just talking about the Droon. Mm-hmm. They say, like, um, the Droon uh, feeds on Discord. Like, they specifically ma- mention that. And that it is um, only because of the Discord, the disagreements between the, the villages and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that the Droon is even allowed to continue existing. Mm-hmm. And um, when there is no Discord, there's no Droon. And so, like... I think like the fact that they were able to come together in that last moment, whatever made the drone go away, but wouldn't bring the dragons back. Mm-hmm. But again, it's I'm fishing. Like it's, it's not really explicitly stated yeah. and it's, it's not clear at all why the dragons are allowed to come back at the, yeah. at the very end. Yeah. So, I, I, I guess you could say that like, because they're finally one Kumandra nation, yeah. that that is, it's, it's their that power unity. of will. Yeah. That, yeah. that brings the, dra- it, it, I don't know, it's all nebulous, but yeah. Yeah. 
I thought I thought the ending was great. Um, and I think the the theme is very clear. Like it's it's very obvious what they're trying to get across as far as you know what they want you to learn. But um, and then of course, Ryan. You have the reunion with her and her dad. Yeah. Doesn't come back. <laughs> Spoiler. Wow. Crushing everybody's hopes and dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool that he comes back just like mere seconds before uh, like all these various tribes like all like descend on heart and are like finally ready to actually like come together Be united. As, yeah, as one nation. So um, yeah, it was cool. Um, the movie's very colorful. Like I, I love like all the, the, the blues and the greens. Yep. It's all very sharp colors, pa- a lot of pastel type stuff. And the way that... Um, the, the the different areas, like I said earlier, the different tribes, towns, whatever, look very different from you. Go sand to forest to, you know, mountains. Yeah, there's like a swampland area that they go through. Like it's all very. They're given range that they couldn't otherwise do if it was yeah. you know the world didn't make sense for it to be that colorful. But um, because of of where they are, it, the color really dances on the screen. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, I I just really liked. The, the the world and like we didn't talk about like those cats that that Numari and, and her like fang people ride on those are super cool I love Tuk Tuk like he's like this armadillo kind yeah, of but it, much. not an armadillo and can roll into a ball but then she has like this piece that she's created or, or you know maybe everyone has one but like she so that she like puts as like a saddle over him and it's not explained how it all works but but like. I don't know. I would love to know like how they actually expect that thing to, to actually function. Yeah. But like she doesn't move and the ball moves and it becomes like a, this wheel that she rides on. And so it's her pet, but it's also her vehicle. And yeah. I, like that was, it was super bizarre at first, but I was like, I'm in this, like go, go weird, Disney, go weird. Like I'm, I'm yeah. in, in for this ride. So yeah, it was cool. And that's where I think that that's where I get some Avatar The Last Airbender vibes because that show has a lot of the same things mm-hmm. of like fictional animals that everyone just assumes is just normal. Like it's, yeah. it's just another animal walking down the road. So um, any other just kind of grand thoughts about the movie or the world? I mean, it's I unique. It's unique for sure. And I mean, I feel like that's what will appeal most to uh, Disney fans is it's nothing you've seen before. And um, I feel like that's kind of what Disney is good at. They're uh, willing to take risks um, and kind of go outside of the box while keeping the same formula that we've talked about. Oh, I think this is a risky movie for sure. Yeah. I, I think I think you're absolutely right. It's both. I, I think it's both familiar in, in the sense of its storytelling and the turns in the story and stuff like that. I think a lot of them are predictable, but the world is so risky. Like I, th- they really took a chance on this movie to like really do something different, yeah. knowing it could just completely flop. Like if it didn't work out well, if it didn't get edited well or whatever, that the end product would be not some, something not appealing to fans at all. Yep. So, But I think it delivered. At least it did for me. Oh yeah. Um, I've not looked up to see if this is getting good reviews, but I imagine it's a Disney movie. It probably is. It won the weekend, I think. Okay. Yeah, I keep forgetting it's in theaters. Like yeah. you can watch this. Yeah, some of you listening to this probably just saw it in theaters and yeah, are tuning in. But yeah, I forgot about that. Um, d- does this movie get a sequel? Mm, no. It. No. 
No. I I feel like it's probably one and done. I feel like Disney probably has plenty of projects of new stuff coming out and yeah. live action stuff. I don't think I don't think they need a sequel either. Yeah, it's the the question that you have to answer with a sequel is what is the next story to tell? Yeah. And I don't think it's readily apparent. I think it's kind of closed book. Yeah. I mean, with Frozen, there of course were questions about, well, what if what really happened to their parents? Stuff revolving around Elsa. Yeah. I feel like this is very closed book. I I would almost say if they're going to do anything in this world, it's prequel, not sequel. Yeah. Like I, I could see a prequel of like, how did how did things get so bad that Sisu had to save the day? Like the end of that movie is literally the, the final yeah. scene. Dragons and the last and the last Raya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like five hundred years in the in the you know in the past or whatever. Maybe yeah. that we get that movie. I don't think Raya um, existed then. <laughs> she might have. Um, she might have shape shifted. Is there any interest in a movie that takes place during the six year period? Is that a world building that story that we need? Nah, probably not. I don't think so. So yeah, I, I would say pro- probably prequel or, or nothing. Um, as a as a one off, I think it's fine. Like, yeah, I, I think I think it's a movie that like I I legit believe like I think she'll need to be older. Jordan, looking back on it, I think Jordan was a little young <laughs> to watch this movie. I, I don't regret her watching it, and she yeah. really did enjoy it. Um, but I think the themes were kind of lost on her, and the um, the the Drune is scary enough where I, I think it, it literally could frighten like a four year old. <laughs> and so um, again, I don't regret wa- having her watch it, but I don't think that she'll even be interested in watching it anytime soon, uh, just because of of how how dark the movie really is. Yeah. So. Um, but I mean, yeah. there's plenty of Disney movies out there that never got sequels. So, I mean, I think Disney's perfectly fine with just having one and yeah. being done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, they can, Disney has shown, if, if they've shown anything, they can turn anything into a TV series. Um, yeah. like I tangled is like not a TV series that I, I ever thought would ever need to exist. Um, but it's gotten multiple seasons. But it does. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, could they do like a Ryan the Last Dragon TV series? I think they can, and they might, very, very well might. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we might see that, but I, I don't know about another movie. Like, I don't think there will be a Tangled Two like movie. No. Um, but the series can exist. So, all right, cool. Uh, good discussion on that. I yeah. I, re- I really enjoyed the movie, and um, I thought it was a, f- a fun discussion. You guys pulled out things and and mentioned things I hadn't even thought about. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's always always fun to do that. Yeah, and I mean. Just like Mulan, I would say it's worth the thirty bucks. Oh yeah, I mean for us, like if you think about the crowd that we br- that we brought, like, yeah. to, to actually you, watch you it. still owe me money, Phil. Three dollars. That's true. I do. Yeah, we didn't do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we split it in half, and I had uh, three humans watching it. But um, I mean, there were five of us that we would have paid tickets for. Yeah. So I mean, even like matinee price, thirty-five bucks. I mean, or. I think I feel like Madden is like ten dollars. Yeah, it's if, probably more now. If you live in New York City and you're listening to this, you're like, "What? You can get a ticket for ten dollars?" Like all their movies are like twenty. But bucks. I mean, then you add in all the food because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not going to go to a movie and not eat. No, no, we, we would have gotten popcorn for sure. But yeah, I mean, we would have if you if you talking about all five of us and the food, we would have spent seventy, eighty bucks. Yeah, to see this. So watching it for thirty was like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 
I've not been watching anything else on Disney Plus this week. I, to be honest, I mostly do my watching on the weekends. And yep. uh, we recorded the last episode on Monday. Sunday. Oh, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. End of the, the weekend. And then we've not, we're recording this one earlier, so we have not get, really gotten into the weekend. So um, I've not had time, but um, I have several things I want to watch. I want to catch up on uh, watching Civil War again and um, win- the w- Winter Soldier movie. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I want to get to Marvel Legends as well. Did you you had a chance to watch yep. those? Um, there were four. We got uh, Falcon, um, Winter Soldier, Zemo, and Agent Carter. Um, and you can watch all four in about thirty minutes. Okay. And I feel like it's probably a good brush up. And I mean, I feel like you could, if you want to watch the movies, I don't think it would hurt this week but i feel like if you don't have the time i mean i feel like these four um i mean they're two of them are like seven and then the other two are like five minutes so i feel like if you only have that time i feel like that'll be sufficient enough but um the main movies that they showed clips from were civil war captain Mm -hmm. america civil war um Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and then Captain America, the first Avenger. But I feel like the only reason you really need to watch the first Captain America is if you want more backstory on Bucky. Oh, right. And the friendship that him and Captain America have. Because that's really all they showed in Legends. But I feel like the biggest one is definitely Civil War. Because Zemo was the bad guy in Civil War. And, I mean, he had his own legends. So, obviously, it's going to tie in closely to Civil War. Yeah, he'll definitely be a player in, in the new series. Um, yeah, that those, those Marvel Legends are so great just because it tells you everything you need to know going into the series without having you make watch uh, make you watch like seven hours of footage. Yeah. Like, it, they basically condense it down and be like, hey, here's, here's you know, the, the basics. Oh, and... They talk about Age of Ultron, too, just because oh, Zemo's yeah. from uh, Sarkovia. Okay, right, yeah. So, I mean, or if you don't have time to watch Age of Ultron, you can look back like four episodes, something like that, and we covered it. So, yeah, we got you covered. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, is there going to be any tie-in from WandaVision to this? Probably not. I don't not. think so. Like I that, think this one stands on its own. Well, and it... Have they have they been transparent about like the time period in which this is like post Endgame, right? I believe so. Yeah. Whereas because uh, Falcon has the uh, Captain America shield. Yeah, which I guess I guess Wandavision is also post Endgame. Right? Yeah, but I feel like this one stands alone. I feel like these two and Wandavision and Loki. I feel like they all probably stand alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to, I think I'll probably watch both. I, I don't think I'll go back to first Avenger. Um, yeah. I'll probably watch just civil war and winter soldier. And then I'm definitely also going to watch the Marvel legends, um, shorts. They're so short. Like you might as well just pop it on while you're making dinner or something oh, yeah. like that. Uh, I, even though I'll have just have watched the footage from those movies that they pulled from, uh, I'll probably still watch them just to yeah. kind of get that refresher. And to, and to know what they think is important because yeah. it's it's like a pre, these Marvel Legends are basically previously on yeah um, and so I I want to the previously on before you watch a show is really important because they're saying here's what you need to know for what you're about to watch yeah and I want to know what that is 
because, I mean, obviously it's going to tie in. What they're showing you isn't just throwaway scenes. Yeah. I mean, it's going to tie in. Yeah. Cool. You guys watch anything else on Disney Plus? Nope. Yeah. We watched Raya again. So we've watched it twice. Oh, I didn't well. know you watched it twice. Okay. Yeah, we watched it last night. <clears throat> I, I will say that, that, that the premiere access for $30, I know is a hard credit card swipe. Yeah. But the, given the fact that you can watch it, I mean, like if you, especially if you, if you have kids, they're going to watch this like 10 times in the next three months. Like it's like $3 a, a watch. Like yeah. it's, I, I think it's a no brainer if you're going to watch it multiple times. So, um, all right, well, let's uh, take a look at what's new on Disney Plus this week. Uh, there's not much. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, the Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier Episode 1 obviously is coming out this Friday uh, as you're listening to this. Disney Big Hero 6, the series, which I knew there was a series. What I didn't know is that it has at least three seasons. Uh, season 3 is coming out on Friday. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there's a lot of episodes of that show. Um, so I guess I'm, it, I would assume that the first two seasons are, are there and then uh, season three is being added. Um, <clears throat> Disney Secrets of Sulphur Springs, got to mention that every week. Uh, there's a new episode uh, out. And then the only other thing that it was mentioned that I saw is a, a show called Mexico Untamed. Have you guys heard of, of this at all? No. I'm going to look this up because uh, I, I, uh, I'm definitely intrigued by that kind of title. Uh, National Geographic. Uh, I'm assuming it's some kind of documentary about Mexico. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, from the Pacific Ocean to the Caribbean Sea, Mexico is one of the most ecologically rich places anywhere. Uh, and there's like um, screenshots of like monkeys and trees and like bison and stuff like that. So uh, it's a nature video. Yeah. A nature movie. So Fun times for sure. Probably yeah. won't be tuning in. If you're into uh, documentaries about animals tune into that one um so that and that is literally it so like typically we, i've had like seven or eight titles to mention and there's just not much coming out this week uh, i think they figure probably most people are tuning in for captain falcon so uh and that's certainly what we're gonna be doing um thank you caitlin for joining us for welcome today's episode it was certainly insightful to have your perspective on everything yep life no problem and, life in general and the movie. And she's so excited to watch the premiere this Friday. Yeah. Will Will you? Here's a prediction. Will Caitlin come on for any episode of Captain Falcon? Mm, probably not, unless you're doing something else with it that I like. Yeah, that's true. We've done that before, where you you basically only talk on the second half of the episode. But I feel like WandaVision has probably changed her mind about even watching the show. Because yeah. I feel like she, wouldn't you say you liked WandaVision to a point? Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I would. Because at first when you heard all these Marvel shows were coming out, did you have any intention of watching any of them? No. So at least you've decided to give them a chance, right? Yep. So you'll, you'll probably watch the first one or two episodes. If you're not feeling it, you'll probably just balance. Yeah. Um. But I mean, that was like how Mandalorian was. I mean, yeah. we watched like two episodes together and then she was hooked. Yeah. I So this is what I said to a friend at lunch yesterday. He, he says, so are you, are you hyped for Captain Falcon? I said, I'm about as hyped for Captain Falcon as I was for wa- the beginning of WandaVision, which is to say not too much. Like I, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to, for Captain Falcon. It's more of kind of like, 
let's see where this goes. Yeah. And and I will probably. I mean, I'm I'm a Marvel fan. I'm going to watch all of it. Like that's a yeah. gi- that's a given. I mean, we have to talk about it on the show, anyways. But like, I mean, if even if we didn't have a podcast talking about what's you know cool on Disney Plus, I would watch all of Captain Falcon. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to be thrilled with it. But I also said that about WandaVision, and WandaVision was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I my. You know, we've said this before, but in Kevin Feige, we trust. And I yeah. I think that whatever they're doing, if they think it has merit to be on the Disney Plus service, it's going to be good. So Yeah, they're going to deliver for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So in that sense, I am excited because I, I trust them. And, um, and, and I'm interested to see what they do. And we're literally, um, let's see, how many, two weeks away from My Ducks, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's coming up. Um. Yeah, so next week we are only talking about Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's not much else coming out on Disney Plus, anyways. And um, you know, we could go back and watch an old movie, and we've done that quite a bit over the last year. But I, I, I think there's going to be enough to there will be enough to unpack. Yeah, and I believe the episodes are going to be longer, like we talked okay. about earlier. Um, they're only doing six episodes, so I think we're going to get closer to the forty to fifty minute. More episodes. Ma- yeah, more Mandalorian style. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good. I, I think they had to release WandaVision episode one and two together on that, yeah. that first Friday. But with Captain Falcon, they're like, no, we're, we're giving you a lot in the first episode. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Uh, and that will be our only topic for next week is Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one. Let us know what you want to hear about on the podcast or send us your own review on something that you've watched on Disney Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. Disney Plus reviews at hotmail.com is how you do that. Uh, that's P L U S, all spelled out. Disney Plus reviews at hotmail.com. Uh, thank you guys again for uh, joining us on this episode. It was really fun and hope you enjoyed listening to it. We will see you next week for Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier.